Yeah, good afternoon. Nice to have you with us. We welcome along naturopath David Marston. He's filling in today and he's here with us. Hello, David. A good topic you've got for us. We're going to concentrate on the hypothyroid today. Yeah, that's right. It's a very common uh, problem. And um, this is something that I'm quite passionate about. We're talking about the topic hypothyroid. What is the hypothyroid, David? So basically a hypothyroid is where the thyroid begins to slow down. Mm -hmm. Okay. So symptoms that you'll get with that slowing down will be like energy decrease. So people feel sluggish, tired. They'll get weight gain, which tends to be the thing that I'll mainly experience when they come in to see me. Uh, hair loss, cold hands, circulation, depression, headaches. The other interesting thing I, I, that maybe not many people know is that they'll get, um, sometimes they'll experience pins and needles. Okay. You know, like a tingling sensation yeah. down the arm, which, which can be... That can uh, be worrying because also a sign of <laughs> yes, heart attack. Yes. So that they'll have all their heart checked and then they'll, then they'll say, oh, that's not it. What's the go? So we do see that a, a, a small percentage of these people have have uh, pins and needles, but it's amazing how much uh, I'm seeing this hyperthyroid increasingly in the clinic. So you'll see things like it's it's raising every day. I'll see it every single day. More and more of these people coming in to see me, where they'll they'll have these symptoms, they'll have the blood tests, but they they won't necessarily come back with an actual diagnosis of hypothyroidism and then they get confused and misdiagnosed, I suppose. That's the, that's the issue. Is there anything that you can attribute to what the rise is in the hypothyroid issues? Look, look I think it's a, um, a couple of things. First one, I think it's our environment. Okay, So the thyroid is very much uh, susceptible to our environment. So our pollutants, so mercury, cadmium, aluminium, um, those sort of things. So it's very susceptible to that. And the second thing that I'm seeing is our stress levels. So, David, you know the amount of stress that's going around nowadays. Mm. It's it's we can't can't avoid it. And so this is the major thing that I'm seeing. And that that stress, which is a an adrenal um, issue, drives that thyroid, which becomes um, the attributing factor, and then it leads to symptoms which we've just discussed. Okay. Yeah. So if you are having some kind of, going through some kind of stressful period in your life at the moment, is it is there many parts of the body that get affected by it, or is the thyroid one of the main ones that will it, be it's, affected it's by it? It's one of the main ones, but of course you, you'll look at, you know, everything will be affected by, it's like, I, I think stress is one of those contributing factors, we can't avoid it, okay? So it, it's there all the time, so what are we going to do about it? How do we manage it better? And unfortunately, one of the things I'm seeing is that this thyroid is becoming, you know, misdiagnosed. I say, oh, just missed is what I would say. And so we're seeing all these people who are missed with this problem. And then what will happen is they'll get more and more of these symptoms, which we've discussed, and then they'll end up with a, a hyperthyroid down the track. So once you've discovered this issue with hyperthyroid, how important is the detox process? <laughs> oh, well, it's when I think it's very important. Um, so like we just said, heavy metals, major issue. Um, so you can imagine that we're exposed uh, to, how, to these heavy metals every single day. You know, we've got amalgams in our teeth. We've got, what about the the 
um, plastics yes. in, in our you know everyday life. All around us. All yeah. around us. Yeah. And and the other interesting thing that I also noticed is the um, the clothing nowadays has a lot of what they put is but they put flame retardants in the actual clothing, mm-hmm. and that these bromides will actually then. If you don't wash them or any of that, will actually go into the, the Seep skin into the body. Yeah, the skin, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that has another major factor. So we can't. Ex- we're, we're just bombarded every single day. So part of the treatment is we've got to get rid of these heavy metals. So how you how do you go through the process of doing the detox? Uh, well, the process is um, firstly uh, working on um, the the gut symptoms. Okay, so a lot of people not only will they have these um, thyroid, but they'll also have a lot of gut symptoms. Mm-hmm. And that's our first exposure to the outside world with these toxins. So if you've got a leaky gut, you can imagine that there's a great big um, sieve mm. where these toxins can actually get out into the rest of the body. So if you're not actually um, sealing up and fixing the gut, then the, taps, the, the bucket's leaky. Yes, yeah. yes. So our first process is to get the gut right. Okay. Second thing is to look at diet. So the diet plays a big part. So we've got to really clean up our diet. Mm-hmm. And um, and I no doubt that Pete's over the many many uh, weeks that he's been talking to you has talked about diet all the time. And that's a big thing that naturopaths talk about is the diet. So we've got to go with fresh um, vegetables, organic if we can. Uh, really looking at where the sources of these foods come from. Okay. So diet's a big area. Fresh clean water. Cannot uh, emphasize fresh clean water how important that is and then of course the liver so the thyroid very much a uh, involved with the um, liver so the conversion of the or mostly inactive hormone to the active hormone 90 percent occurs in the liver so if we have a a, a liver that's not functioning as efficiently Mm -hmm. then the chances are that we're going to have an inactive or high percentage of inactive um, hormones for the for the, for the thyroid. Yeah, we just need to clarify. There's some confusion about the difference between hypothyroidism and hyperthyroidism. So I'll just clarify that. Hypo is when the thyroid becomes unactive, underactive. Okay. So how do we distinguish that? We usually it's done with a test. So we do a blood test, and the blood test will read. There's several readings that we're looking for, but the first one is a TSH. So TSH is the thyroid stimulating hormone produced by the pituitary gland, not the thyroid, the pituitary gland, and it ranges between about 10 to 24. Okay. Now, how do we glance at when it's over that? Is when the thyroid becomes when that marker becomes over that. So it will start to get higher Mm -hmm. okay and the other thing is that the t4 which is the first hormone that is produced by the the thyroid right so that will become um low okay so you'll get it so it'll be between um it'll be normally it'll be uh between 10 to 24 so the range we're looking for ideally is about 15 so and the t3 Okay, is the is the active hormone, so we want that to be around about the five. Okay, so that's the thought. So the confusing thing is that we actually say that the numbers read high, but the actual word hypothyroid means low. 
So it gets people a bit confusing there. But whereas hyper, as in the readings, the readings are low. Okay. Okay. So it's a bit of a confusing. So some people get confused about that. But it's actually the re, so the actual with hyper, the thyroid is slowing down. The, in hypo, sorry, the thyroid is slowing down. In hyper, the thyroid is working too hard. Okay. So okay. it's working faster. Okay. Right. Now, yeah. with hypothyroid, which yep. we're talking about yep. today, what yep. are some of the symptoms? Okay. So the main symptoms are, that I come across, is energy decrease. That's the biggie. Most people feel fatigued. That's the, uh, that would be probably 85% of most people who come and see me their energy decrease. So they feel there's nothing wrong with them. They feel there's not getting um, any diseases. They just feel fatigued, tired. The second thing is weight gain, unexplained weight gain. And it's quickly. Like they can put on between four to five kilos very quickly. And this is the strange thing is they, their diet won't change, but their actual weight will gain. Mm. So this is where their metabolism is starting to slow down. So that's the problem. And the other things that you might notice with other people sometimes will be hair loss. But that, that can be a little bit longer. That's not something that immediately they'll come in straight away. David, if you were to go to a GP yep. with these standard problems or these things happening yep. to you, would that be the first thing that they would pick up on, that it's a thyroid issue? Or would they maybe <clears throat> lend themselves to other areas? That, look, I find that they will mainly test They'll do a general test for thyroid, but they'll only test the TSH, which is produced by the pituitary gland. Mm -hmm. And this can be a bit confusing because maybe the thyroid hasn't, the, the pituitary gland hasn't been affected yet. So maybe it's still okay. But without testing the T4 and the T3, how do you actually get a full understanding on how the actual thyroid is actually, how it's, it's actually working? And so... There are other hormones that we also need to check. Um, sorry, other other tests that we need to do, like vitamin D. So, not only do we need to um, have the right hormones being produced, but we need to get those hormones into the cell. And how you do that is via the receptor of the vitamin D. So, vitamin D helps to get that into the um, cell. Mm -hmm. And once it's in the cell, that's not the whole story. You need to have the right nutrients in the actual cell to get the cell moving. So iron is one. So you need to have your iron study. So what I find is these tests quite often are missed in, in um, some of the standard pathology that we go through. Now, David, yeah. uh, in your practice, and you, you see this uh, through the testing you do, does it lend itself more to the female or the male? Um, look, look, mainly the female. That, that's how, unfortunately, it seems to be that. And it can be genetic too. So there, there can be um, a certain percentage of these can be come down the family. Because quite often I'll say, oh, mum's got it or my auntie's got it. You know, there'll, there'll be that sort of genetic component. So un uh, unfortunately, I do see it more in the women. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And what about with the guys? Because uh, guys are known for not really going to a doctor until the, you know <laughs> yeah. it's, it's the ultimate. Yeah. It's, it's that so caveman bad. type of yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah. Strength. Yeah. Look, we do see it more and more in that, but um, it is a, it's not as common. And mm. um, so, so I will say that it's more in the women that we would see it. And in yep. the approach of dealing with it, is it does it differ in dealing with it in a male to a female? No, not really. No, the the the. The main way that we want to do is, like I said, we've got to actually establish the degree of what's happening. Now, this is 
pretty tricky because there is actually another part to this thyroid and that's the autoimmune side. So that's where the immune system has started to attack the thyroid. Okay. And unfortunately the thyroid starts to then break down. So you will find that people have um, either had their thyroid removed due to this autoimmune component. So, or there's nodules or there's very, it's not as easy as what I've said, but there are components to it. So like nutrition wise, one of the things that we use is, um, so you'll first establish whether their iron, whether their vitamin D levels are fine. Then we give the 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 B the vitamin Bs, etc. There are certain herbs that really quite work. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the ones that I will stress is iodine because the thyroid is the main um, user of iodine. So in hypothyroidism, that's where iodine is the the deficiency of it. So we will find that you'll need to check the iodine level. So we do a special test called a urinary, a random urinary iodine um, test, which gives us an idea about where their iodine levels are over a 24-hour period. That's the best one. That's the gold standard that we usually go with. Now, David, yeah. you, you mentioned the adrenal aspect yep. to hypothyroid. Yep. Yep. How do you monitor that? Okay, so the best way to monitor that... Um, is getting a good case history as well. So we've got to get a good case history to see. And there'll always, always be a stress component to that, either a, a traumatic stress event or ongoing stressful events. So how we would treat that is we can do that. We can either test for that. So you can do a, a simple salivary hormone test, which is the best way. So salivary hormones, so the adrenals are, the adrenal levels go up and down throughout the day okay so you can do a single blood cortisol level which is just a, a one cortisol usually done in the morning or what i find a more accurate way is a salivary cortisol test that's done four times during the day and what that does it gives us a more of a cross-section of where your cortisol levels are throughout the whole of the day and what i'll find is that mostly that cortisol levels will be low Okay, so they won't actually have a level of cortisol that's enough to actually um, get them going as well. So not only do you have to fix the thyroid, but you have to work on the adrenals as well. So it's a very complex. So simply giving you a medication for the thyroid may not always be the answer. And this is, again, the other problem is because what I find is people still feeling tired, weight gain. They still got cold hands, cold feet and yet they're on thyroid medication. So what will happen is I'll say, okay, how's this going? Have they tested their, has the adrenals been looked at? And they'll say, oh, no. So then what I'll do is we'll then do further investigation to find out how that's going. David, what about foods that we can associate? Okay, so one of the, the, the diet that I tend to recommend for hypothyroidism is that what they've got to do is they've got to reduce um, the goitogenic foods. So goitogenic are these foods that trigger um, the the inflammation of the the thyroid, okay? So these tend to be things like broccoli, broccoli, kale, cauliflower. Um, So, um, but these foods are okay if you cook them, okay? So you can Mm -hmm. have them if you cook them. So there's a new trend at the moment for everybody having green smoothies. 
um, which can be a bit of a problem if you've got a thyroid issue. So I tend to sort of ask that question, have they, are they, um, uh, have they got a thyroid issue? So we'll check that and then we'll check if they're having green smoothies. The other thing that I will, and I know that this is probably going to cause a major stir with everyone, is that I generally get people to reduce coffee. Right. Okay. Coffee and alcohol are two things because what they do is they block iodine absorption. And we've already mentioned that iodine is the key um, nutrient for the thyroid. Mm-hmm. So we have to get the coffee and the alcohol out of the diet. So that's the, that's the biggie. And that tends to cause a major upset with most people. The other foods that I will also um, go over is um, we generally recommend no gluten. But in saying so, gluten is not the problem. It's just that it tr- it just aggravates the immune system. It just stirs the immune sim- system up. So if you've got a Hashimoto's, which is the autoimmune side of thyroid, um, you know, we really want to calm that down. So gluten would be one of the first things that I would take out of, of that area. David, what about if you're taking thyroid medication, but you're still feeling that tired yeah, and you're yeah. still overweight oh, and those symptoms? Absolutely. absolutely. That's what we were talking before is maybe that they're not actually getting the total because we've got to get the active, active hormone, the T3. That's the active hormone. That, that one there has to get into the cell to actually get your metabolism working. So firstly, what I'll do, one of the tests that we have, a great test, is we do the basal um, temperature test. So this tells me whether the temperature is low so, or high. So because it's a metabolism issue, if their temperature is low, it means that even though they're taking the thyroid medication, it's not getting into where it needs to go. So we, need, we now know that what's happening is they're not absorbing or not getting enough of that. And there are many other things. Look, I could go, this is a very mm. complex um, issue, but the most important thing is I get this all the time is not... Everybody's saying I'm taking the thyroid medication, but what's happening is they're not getting the they're not getting the results they want. So what's happening? That's why you've got to look further, and that's where stress comes into it. Okay, that hasn't been dealt with. Okay, when you take thyroid medication, you haven't been dealt with that. What you want to do is you want to make the thyroid medication be more effective. That's what you want to do, and that requires that there's no bit, there's no mention of detoxing or anything like that. What about all those heavy metals, mm-hmm. those those um, you know the chemicals that we're exposed to? That hasn't been, that needs to be dealt with. What about diet? You know maybe we're having that green those green smoothies that may be blocking iodine absorption. What about all that? What about if we're having coffee? You know the two to three cups of coffee a day, the the beer at night to help mm. to relax. You know all that sort of stuff. These are all stopping the effectiveness of that medication. David, time constraints make it difficult to find out more information about <laughs> hypothyroid here. Yep. Is it beneficial to come along to one of the talks that you host? Look, look, yeah. Look, I'm hosting a talk, um, which is in, um, I think we've got it in May, I think the next talk for um, the thyroid. Um, but anyway, if you look on our website, we, we have more information. And on. the blogs. There's some good blogs uh, there too. great blogs. Five yeah. signs you have an underactive thyroid. Is your thyroid making you sick? Meet your thyroid. And why your thyroid test is wrong. These are just some of the blogs uh, at, at mullenhealth.com. Yeah, that I yeah that, that's the one. That's the, they're, they're the more information. Like I said, there's a very complex um, issue. Look, I could spend hours onto this this sort of thing, and this is the confusing thing for for patients is they they kind of say i 'll take your thyroid medication and everything will be fine. Guess what it doesn 't always work that way 
Well, thank you for being part of the program today. Thank you very much. David Marston joining us in for Peter Mullen, and it is Health and Wellbeing back from midday next Tuesday at 2 in URFM.